Ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages. The dynamic duo, two of America's most wanted, are <laughs> back again. And this episode, man, this is something. This is gonna be something special, man. Like we know that we know the decade is coming to an end. But of course, let me not forget to introduce myself. I'm the one that's always doing the most with the fade close, Mr. Funkadelic Jones. And it's your boy Aaron Fornicetti, and it's all black everything in this episode. Yo, 2010 to 2019, man, we just covering straight black excellence. We talking about the good, the bad. It's been a hell of a year for us in general. But before we get into the positive, man, brother, brother Aaron, talk to the people about this Nick and Eminem situation. <laughs> Okay, so Nick Cannon and Eminem have been beefing for the past 10 years. 10. So, 2008-2009, actually a decade ago, is when M dropped that beef. Uh, him and Mariah was beefing, and she dropped Obsessed. Mm-hmm. And I heard that song, and then M followed up with his diss song, which was fire, I gotta say. I don't know why Nick even tried to go toe-to-toe with Eminem, but hey. That's his funeral. <laughs> and like, after that happened, Nick didn't respond. Now, 10 years later, I actually, before we did the podcast, listened to all of the songs in chronological order to try to get some insight as to how this thing happened again. And Joe, Fat Joe, who's not so fat anymore, mm-hmm. I'm going to just call him Joe, got a new album out. Family Ties, I think that's what it's called. Family Ties. He had a song with Mary J. Blige and Eminem on it. Eminem threw some shots at Nick Cannon and Mariah. Mm-hmm. So then that's when Nick Cannon came back with two songs. What? The songs? Two songs. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so he came back with two songs. Not just Nick Cannon, but he brought the Wild and Out Boys with him. Oh, like Carlos Miller and Chico? Nah, 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 not them. He got Hitman Holler. He got Conceited. And Charlie he, Clips. Charlie Clips. And oh, some Lord. other guy. I don't know who Lord else he bought. have mercy. So they went on him. I heard both of them. And it was definitely interesting. And Eminem didn't even respond in a rap format the same way he did with MGK. He, he did it in a way on Twitter. He just tweeted. That's all he did. He just sent tweets. And that was it. I heard Nick Cannon like challenge Eminem to like come on Wildin' Out and do like improv beef battles and stuff. I I heard I heard he wanted to challenge him on Wildin' Out. You know Eminem not gonna do that. Hell no. Eminem not going on a Wildin' Out. <laughs> not even close, yo. Nah. But one of the songs had Shook Knight, he was calling Eminem a bitch, and I was just like, man. Damn, yo. Oh, yeah, I I mean I I can see why Sugar Knight got would have issues with Eminem because of course Eminem came up under Dr. Dre and we all know that right. history between them two. So, but other than that, me Eminem and and Nick, and Nick Cannon that's a beef that I just can't take serious. I didn't take it serious even when back in '09 when the whole Mariah Carey Nick Cannon Eminem situation. I didn't even take it serious then. I can't take it serious now to be honest with you. This is up there with Fifty Cent Ja Rule still beefing. It's like guys, give it a rest at this point. <laughs> exactly, like take it away, like like shit. <laughs> Y'all damn near fifty years old still beefing over what exactly? Give it a rest. But 
Hey, what's up with this? What's up with this fifty thousand dollar MacBook? All right, so Apple decided that they didn't make enough money with these MacBooks and these iPhones. So they said, if you guys want a fifty thousand dollar Mac, MacBook Pro, actually it's called Mac Pro. So if you want a fifty thousand dollar Mac, you can buy one. Um, I don't know why anyone would need to buy one. Even if you work in the entertainment or media industry, I don't know why you would need one. I'm I'm gonna stop you right there because I just, I just want to ask you a, a a question in so many words. Apple say they're not making no money. They said they they said they're not making enough probably to drop this. You know you could get for fifty thousand dollars. You know how much iPhones cost nowadays, especially when like half of the world is buying uh, uh buying iPhones. You you legit you legit already hitting the billions in in almost twenty four hours. So what kind of money do? Oh, that's not good. You could buy fifty iPhones. Real Facts. talk. Facts. Fifty iPhones with fifty thousand dollars. Like what the, f- bruh? You could uh, get a used Porsche. Fam, a fifty thousand dollar computer. I'm gonna tell you like this, bro. Like ain't no dropping it. Ain't no scuffing it. Let that joke. Let somebody bump that joke one time. Like yo, we fighting, bro. I, like that's a fifty thousand dollar computer. That joint better be light speed. Like the the screen better be able to come out so I can like you know how like Tony Stark did in like the Avengers movie with his yeah, computer. Yeah. I better be able to do that shit with that. Look, man, <laughs> here's the crazy thing about it because it's like they came out with a five K one a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, this is high for five K. Five thousand dollar computer. Five thousand dollar computer. They was like, nah, we need to add another zero. At this point, that's standard prices for laptops nowadays. Like almost a thousand dollars. You be like, shit. Right. Hey, they lunching, man. But before we go ahead and uh, get into the positives mm-hmm. about this about this decade of so much black excellence that we then brought to this this media. Black. We, we, we gotta get to the negatives. And first and foremost, I know he your man. I know he your boy. Uh-huh. But this in this decade alone, we need to address Kanye West. I don't even know where to begin. We need to address Kanye West first as far as like the negatives right. that we got going on around here because with all that with all the positives we didn't we didn't did in the in the decade as as the, the decade comes to a close. We cannot forget about Kanye, Kanye West and all his his bullshit and his shenanigans. It's been a slippery slope, man. I don't even know where to begin. Okay, so starting out 2010, I got to say, my favorite thing about 2010 when it came to Kanye was his tweets. Mm-hmm. Those were legendary tweets. If you were on Twitter around that time, it was a very legendary time to be a Kanye follower on Twitter. And... He came out also with My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which mm-hmm. was one of the greatest projects of all time. And see, but, and I'm going to let you go ahead and finish, but that's when Kanye, that's when we still like Kanye. That's right. when Kanye was still with us. All right. I don't know what the hell happened, man. <laughs> so let, let's go through the years. You got 2011, Watch Your Throne. Mm-hmm. And then 2012, he just chilled. And then 2013, he dropped Yeezus. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. And then that's when 2014, uh, 15, around that time, he uh, started dating Kim and 
got married and had a kid. And then that's when 2016, he dropped the life of Pablo. 2017, he was supposed to do something. 2018, he dropped. 2018, he dropped Yay. And that was a cool project. <laughs> and then that's when, like, following 2018, around September, the whole Yandi fiasco happened. And then end up scrapping Yandi, which you can find uh, leaks all over YouTube right now. Not Yandi. In 2019, he dropped Jesus is King, which is a church E album, I want to say. Big ups to Chick-fil-A. And that's where we are. You know, he had the whole MAGA hat situation, coming back, the prodigal son, whatever you want to call it. Big buddy with Trump. Red Hat Mafia. Right, listen, I, I'm gonna go ahead and stop. I'm gonna go ahead and stop my man, brother Aaron, because I know that's his man's. <laughs> you know, he he speak highly of brother brother West. Me, <laughs> Ooh, after 2011, me and Kanye got beef. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like this: that whole MAGA situation. Mm-mm. No, better yet, the icing on the cake. See, here's when I say the negative: slavery was a choice. That's at the end of that on fire. I'm not gonna lie to you. When he said that slavery was a choice, oh hell no! Because we all sat back and looked like so. Basically, what you're saying is all our ancestors had a choice to come over here. So you telling me all like all like the the, the white people back in the day that came over to Africa and just be like, hey, y'all want to be slaves? Nah, we good, fam. <laughs> What's that anyway? Oh, you gotta do manual labor. Nah, we're going to chill where we at, bro. Appreciate it, though. Go ahead and get back on your ship. It's it's one of those things to where, like, your man say something crazy. It's like, this is my man's, but I I can't touch this. I can't touch this with a 10-foot pole. I, I can't do nothing with it. Exactly, bro. And it's just like, oh, shit is crazy, bro. Like, I, I, listen, man. Kanye going to go down as one of the most creative minds of uh, rap artists of all time, but... As far as like the 2010s is concerned, Kanye need to do better. I see Kanye trying to be all uh, with the Sunday choir. I guess trying to like change. You see the outfit he got on? He kept yeah. himself gray and shit. Yeah. What is the, silver? Look like it, the Silver Surfer. Man, he look he looked like the little the was it was Alfalfa on Power Rangers that was dying when he came out and shit. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the? He looked like Tim Man from the Wiz. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't got a heart. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yo, Kanye get worse and worse by the... It just... In t- the whole 2010 decade, Kanye has got worse and worse and worse as, like, the years just went on. It's just like, Kanye, I just... I, I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> they, they put a picture beside him with CeeLo who was painted all gold for, like, a war show or something like that. Yeah, that definitely was a... Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that that's another negative. That, Bro, that, imagine him fighting. <laughs> Silver and gold in a battle. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, my money gonna be on Kanye, though. Hey, look, man. He crazy. He be yelling in his songs. Look, I don't know, CeeLo. You you might gotta do some Norris Barkley type situation going on, man. I don't know like, But I know Kanye was bad. But let's talk about recent negatives that we got in the black community here. Yeah. Lizzo. Oh, man. Lizzo, Lizzo, Lizzo. No. Listen, for everybody that not following the whole Lizzo situation, 
So, Sister Lizzo, I know you enjoy your fame. I know you went to the basketball game trying to snatch up Carl Anthony Towns, but you went in and twerked on the Staples Center. Ratchet as hell. But here's what Lizzo did. Here's what she thought was good. Go ahead, tell him. Lizzo showed up to a Lakers game. They was playing the Timberwolves. She showed up in a T-shirt with her ass cheeks hanging <laughs> First and foremost, I saw this on Twitter, and I'm not going to lie, I agree with it. Somebody said the fact that Lizzo is sitting on a public sports event with her ass cheeks. I said, you know what? As crazy as that sound, you right. Because them seats are them seats dirty as hell. There's no way to hell you got you got your whole ass cheeks on them seats. You might as well sit on the toilet. On a public toilet, that's what I'm saying. Then it's just like you get the twerking, you get the twerking <laughs> at the game. So you know she's a celebrity, so you know the camera gonna be like, "Yo, we got Lizzo in the house," and then she get the twerking. Everybody just like, "Yeah, no, that ain't it, Chief. That's that's not that's not it." Like, uh, like Lizzo, you got families there with their kids and whatnot. That's what I'm saying. Like people over there trying to like. You know, everybody going to see the Lakers game. You know, LeBron James did that. Everybody, that's their favorite favorite player and all that. Then you see, like, halftime or the camera rolling around and out of nowhere. Oh, you see Lizzo twerking. Can you imagine, can you imagine parents that actually supported Lizzo? Can you imagine the parents be like, they're walking to, like, Walmart be like, hey, it's that Lizzo song. I like this. Then she show up to Staples Center twerking. They're like, no, no, we're not listening to no more Lizzo in my house. But you know what's so crazy about it? I was watching a show and someone said something that didn't even make sense. They was like, you have cheerleaders that go on the court every every break and mm-hmm. they're half naked. I'm like, no, there's literally not the same thing. You have cheerleaders in cheerleader outfits. You have a woman with, with a thong, whatever she had on with a thong out, uh, ass all out. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> oh man, I'm laughing because I just seen this meme where uh they got Fab rapping. I I'm a um link it when the episode comes out, but you got that situation. They also say, oh, if she was skinny and fit, nobody would say nothing. No, people would still talk. Prime example, I seen a um. I seen something on Twitter as well when they were just like, they was like, y'all clowning Lizzo, but you got people like Holly Berry, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj. They showed them to award shows with these see-through dress. I'm like, don't get me wrong. Oh, I wasn't praising when Rihanna showed up to the, uh, showing up to these award shows. I'm not showing up. I'm not praising Nicki Minaj. I'm like, I understand y'all trying to dress elegant, but uh-huh. you still trying to dress Elegant but ratchet at the same time. It's like it don't work that way. Like it's a time and a place for everything, man. Right. You don't wear a sh- like she could have wore that shirt. That's the shirt that she wear when she walking around the house. You don't go to no staple game. You don't go to no Lakers game at Staples Center with your ass cheeks all hanged out. Come on, Lizzo. You just getting famous. Don't do too much. Don't try to. Don't try to. Oh yeah, now I'm big. Let me just. I'm gonna do. I can do whatever I want now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Out here looking like Rikishi. Mm-mm. Oh man, <laughs> hey, he said it, not me, man. Hey, look, but I thought it though. <laughs> <laughs> look, man, this this whole situation is just crazy, and it's just like we just had 
earworm of her Black Friday commercial from Walmart. And people were actually counting down. Now, here's the thing. Lizzo is an artist, great. But you can't be pulling these kind of stunts and then think, like, everything's going to be hunky-dory. It's it's not like that. Like, you just got started in your career. You just right. got started. Like, I can see if you already, like, four or five albums in, and then you just like, all right, I'm going to do something that's going to catch the media. Then we can, then you can be like, all right, all right, Lizzo. But, fam, you just got started. Don't, don't, don't ruin yourself now. Yeah, and the thing about it, she actually been out for a while and just getting the buzz. And I guess, you know, when people feeling themselves and trying to make sure they stay on top, this is a way to get attention, but not that longevity attention, unless you want to become a stunt, uh, a stunt mule, as they call it. Pretty much, man. But Lizzo, you got to do better, man. But in the meantime, though, as we continue, you know, the 20, the the end of the decade, black excellence. How can we all forget the negative? Like out of all the negatives we didn't have, we cannot forget about brother Bill Cosby. (laughs) (laughs) We cannot forget about Bill Cosby. Oh man. It's like, I can't even, I can't even keep a straight face with this situation because I'm laughing (laughs) Because one day he came out of trial and someone said, hey, Bill. And he did that look back joke. <laughs> he was like, hey, Bill, do the joke. And then that's when someone else said, hey, Bill, do you know Fat Albert? And he looked back. He said, hey, hey, hey. And I was like, bro, you just came out of trial. It's not time for jokes. Like. Gotta, y'all gotta understand though Like Bill is like get Damn near A hundred years old It's like Even though this stuff took Even though this stuff took place Like back in the 60s And the 70s Why these girls wait so long Who knows But Bill is like 90 This dude has accomplished everything So if you wanna take it away from him now Bruh He's already lived his life Bill don't even care at this point <laughs> He really don't He really don't man This man sitting in like One of them high end jails Just like Anytime could be my day This man sitting in One of them Sweden jails No bullshit yo Like Slim sitting there He eating He eating shrimp caviar In his jail Like while people down Eating bologna sandwiches For you Mr. William <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hey, ain't you Bill Cosby? Hey, just for you, fresh off the boat, fresh lobster. The finest course in the penitentiary. I know, right, man? <laughs> hey, man, but not only you got Bill Cosby, we're going to go ahead and move on to our two brothers that's getting caught up in, like, well, see, this is why brothers, this is why we always say keep your hands to yourself. Keep your hands to yourself. Because you never know how a story can get spent, so we ain't gonna get too much into it. Same thing with, like, Cuba Gooden Jr. They keep saying, like, he's sexually abusing females. Cuba, keep your head up. R. Kelly with these underage jokes, man. I ain't gonna lie about this whole R. Kelly shit, but R. Kelly been under, he been, he been fighting this case since the damn 90s. This man guilty as hell. Oh, I'm going to tell you, this man guilty as hell, bro. You could just look at R. Kelly. The way he was freaking out in that interview with Gail, you guilty as hell, man. All that point to your temple, they ain't going to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? You guys are stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. They're trying to put me away. <laughs> they trying to kill me, man. They trying to kill me, man. This is like, 
Kales. I was like, man, calm down, bro. Kales, bro, you about guilty as shit, man. <laughs> you guilty, man. You guilty as fuck, bro. So, uh, so this is one of them. This is one of them, them decade moments. Just like, all right, Kales, we get it. <laughs> but to end the decade, though, and and this is more. This is more of a, a negative that I want to see flip into a positive. Like shows like Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. You know. It, it, I get that it, it helped launches a lot of these females' careers. Like, you know, you got, like, the Cardi B's and stuff like that. But we need to stop showing black... We need to start showing black... We need to stop showing black women on TV as, like... that. Is that really what black women is about? Throwing drinks on each other? Yeah. About to fight each other? It's like, is that really... Like, they need to stop showing that. Like, you can have... I mean, I, I, I get it that... A show showing black females that's going to college, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, she going, oh, she studying. I understand like a, a female that's in like full female friends going through the trial and tribulation of college may not get the ratings like love and hip hop. Dead in the nineties. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, but that's the one thing. That's one thing that that I just want to see. Like, you know, you gotta stop showing these black women in a negative light, man. Like these black women right here. I get that these women are, you know, they they probably, I, like, most of them don't have a legit skill set. <laughs> right. But we don't want to see y'all fighting, man. We want to see more black women out here, you know, doing positive, doing good out here, man. And that, I just want to see, like, more, we need to see more positive black black women just just in the media, man. Just, just you got to cut love and hip-hop. Because one, you keep, you, you already started with New York. You add Atlanta, then you got Hollywood, then you got Miami, then you might spread to Texas. And it's just like <laughs> Love and Hip Hop Houston. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like we don't we don't need that, man. We don't. It's like y'all just keep trying to exploit black women for just for ratings and entertainment. We don't need that, man. Just saying that, Mona. Just saying that. Like, we don't like and then and what I wanna see back to that's a negative that also that I find black sitcoms. Right. It's no, it's, it's, it's no, we, I mean, we won't cover it more, but it's really no black TV shows no more. I think we're starting to come back into the whole black TV thing. You know, I get that it's never going to be another show like Sanford and Son. Right. And Good Times. Right. But we, we legit need TV shows like a different world in this day and age. We need a show like that. Cause again, Back then, even though I was still young when A Different World was on TV, but going back and watching shows like A Different World, just like, if I was legit old enough when this show was around, that show made people want to go to college. You Not only that, uh, as far as black sitcoms, you had The Fresh Prince and you had shows like Living Single. Yeah. And you had a whole bunch of them that were funny, were you know, entertaining, but also dealt with real world issues. Not only real world issues, but real black issues exactly. on top of that. So it was something with a message. So you basically got entertainment with a message. So that's what I'm saying. Like we definitely need to see more black sitcoms, you know, um, just quick, like quick shout out before we switch topics. Like I'm glad shows like blackish is around. Uh-huh. Cause it's just like, even though it's supposed to be like, it's not one of them, them old school sitcoms where you got, it's taped in front of a live audience, you hear people laughing in the background, but at the same time, 
that show do address black people issues most of the time on their TV shows. So that's why I do appreciate shows like Black Is. That's my, actually my show though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I've been getting into it lately. I'm, I, I keep up, man. Like I may not watch it when it come on TV, but I do catch up with it when it come on Hulu. But right. need more black sitcoms. If y'all want to do more reality shows, can we please do more black positive reality shows? Cause we it's it's necessary. Don't don't keep showing us in a negative light. We we better than this, guys. Exactly. Now, I'm not gonna lie, man. It's been it's been a hell of a year. It's been a hell of a year. And first and foremost, we're going to start with black culture. Oh, man. Black culture has definitely dominated 2019. We took over every aspect of the game. We took over the entertainment business, the business business, Facts. Uh, fashion, design, music, you name it. We We basically dominated everything. Black culture is within the United States uh, fabric. Man, I'm not going to tell you like this, man, but as much as like the negatives about Kanye West, you talk about a dude that took over the culture for a whole decade. This man, Kanye and his Yeezy line, this man has been doing the damn thing for the longest, for this decade, bro. Billion dollar business. It's like I know Grant. I know person. I never got into the whole Yeezy shoe situation, but my man, big up to Kanye, man, because like for you to be up there, for you to be like this generation's version of like of uh, of Jordans, that's right. crazy, bro. It's right. like you legit up here. You know, like uh, still, uh, at the end of the day, Jordans are still like a staple shoe. Everybody buys Jordan. Everybody wears Jordans, but. To see, uh, see Kanye come out with his own line that's doing serious numbers, that's changing the culture in high demand. In high demand, it's like you know, it's just like a lot of black design. Like you had like a Pharrell came out with his line. Um, even in culture, like Rihanna came out with the the Fendi line for the for the ladies out there. Y'all looking good, ladies. Lord have mercy. But to see that black culture is just like, man. I'm 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 proud of my man Kanye man with that Yeezy line man. He's still doing big things with it though. Some of his some of his ideas be a little bit sketch, but I'm always gonna give my man props though. And the only thing about that is, you know, Yeezy as far as the clothing, mm-hmm. this man got some refugee camp clothing. I'll be honest with you. Facts. But as far as the shoes, the shoes are uh what brings everything together. The shoes. Is the selling point as far as Yeezys. You know, you got people waiting in line. Their shoes don't even come out for two months. And breaking websites and having them shut down for 24 hours. That's power right there. And that's something you can't deny that Kanye is a genius. Kanye, I see Yeezys kind of like the apple of clothing. Facts. Basically. I can respect it. That's a good analogy, though, man. That's definitely a good analogy, man. Even with, like, even with Kanye... Even when I hold the black culture with Kanye, we got our first uh, black um, black princess, my girl Megan. What's her, what's her last name? Megan Markle. Megan Markle, man, married the prince. Like, she she used to be on uh, Suits. Yeah, I knew she. They said she was like an act, uh, actress. Yeah, or she was like a uh, suitcase girl. Uh, deal or no deal, too. That's where I seen her at, though. That's yeah, what I definitely seen. Her. So, and it's just like it's just like damn, like 
We moving up into royalty like that. You could do anything. Like, we already conquered the White House when the Obamas was in there. But now we conquering, like, the royal palace. And, like, it's like, damn, yo. Like, that's crazy. So, shout out to Shawty, man. It's just like, Jesus, man. Hey. If she if she doing if she doing big things like that, man, who knows what what's in store for me and you in twenty twenty? Hell, I might I might mess around and uh and, and build a build a tower in DC somewhere. Hey, look, man, mess around and uh become become king of some kind of royal land. Facts, man. Build your own land from Zimbabwe here, from motherland Africa. I'm gonna have to go down uh. Somewhere in uh, in PG in the, in the rural areas, so right. I can just be like, you know what, tear these trees down. I'm about to build a whole city. We're gonna call this Funkville. <laughs> hey, look, they got they got Mazdar City over there in the Emirates. Yeah, so at the end of the day, it's just like if we moving up like that, she moving up like that. Yeah, that's 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 beautiful. That's amazing, right there, man. But man, as far as like black love and black family, I mean. I know I'm about to like split it up because I had the same conversation. I had this conversation at work because I, I, I'm at work. I'm at work preaching black love matters. And they kept saying that they, they laugh and they keep saying like, why he keeps saying it? Why he keeps saying that? Because moving forward, moving forward in this, in this world right here, especially going to a new decade, especially like myself as I'm getting older. Right. You know, I, I'm not saying, I'm not telling like, the, the new generation, and even when I got kids, they can do what they want. But that staple black household, it just it, it still need to be there. It, it's something special about it. Exactly, like that black 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 love. It just it just has that special like it has that special feeling. You know what I'm saying? And even when you look at like black families, and you know. You look at, in, in this decade, you look at, especially LeBron and his wife. The Obamas. You look at the Obamas. Like, I know I know the Obamas was probably like, you know, that was in the 2000s because he got elected in 2008. I know everybody could say Jay and Beyonce because that was back in the early 2000s. But even if you want to look at, like, black families in this generation, the James, LeBron and his family, Steph and his family, D Wade and Gabrielle Union, like it's just something about that. Even like even even Will and Jada, as right. long as they've been around, right? And it's just like it's something about that black love, those black families that still just. Alicia Keys made a song about it. We need it. Yeah, like we need it, bro. Like we preach it. Like I know they don't make music about like 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 black love and black households and. I know they don't make songs about it no more, but it's just it's it's something about seeing those black families, those black households that still mean something. So even like again, you can't tell your kids who to date. If your kids want to date outside the race, I'm not gonna be mad at it. But my goal is to still to restore that black that 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 black household to just be like, you know what? Like this right here is it's something special, like just the culture, just just everything, man. If I could recall, they had a, a show called Black Love. I think it was on BT or some other channel mm-hmm. where they had a whole bunch of different celebrities and they would talk about their relationships and their tests and trials going into their relationship and how they're doing now. 
And um, not only that, but just like I'll put it in this perspective, mm. this analogy. As far as black love goes, you have love, and love is love. Yeah. But black love is something different. It's something different. It's like love is kind of like your favorite food. You yeah. know, a food that's nice and something you enjoy. But black love is soul food. It's somebody who put their foot in that meal. It's somebody who really put that food together. You just can't get enough of. It's a special, special feeling. And it's something you really can't get out here. Now, what Damo said, again, you know, you could date who you date, but it's something about black love that's just that bond, that connection that you can't find anywhere else. I'm just saying, because even like they try to they and and this is just like it's just like with these athletes, right? Even like some of these athletes who always be like, I only want like white girls. Now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw a yacht party. I only want white girls on there. Where the white women's at? I'm like, let me tell you like this. I ain't got no disrespect to any females of any other race, but black it's just black women is just to me that's like God's greatest creation. If I'm throwing a party. We gonna have all kinds of chocolate in that bad boy there. Tell OJ Simpson stay over there. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't get why these athletes be so quick to just be like, "Oh no, we ain't have no black, we ain't have no black females over there." Nah, bro. It's like, it's like this, like just the black, just black love, just black women by itself, man. It's just like you gotta think of like, you gotta think of how much, how much culture that black that us as as African Americans, man, you know how much culture we just bring like you look at people like Kylie Jenner stealing our just stealing our shit. <laughs> like you look at people like that. You look at like the what's 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 the two little uh the the little uh, internet bros uh what's the name? Bad baby. You wanna be ghetto with shit. Who you else? Know, uh like whoa Vicky little Yeah, little, yeah, little weird jump. Like you look at them, them girls right there. And they trying to steal our flavor. Yeah, they get that from black women, yo. They they not just like, oh, I was born into this ghetto lifestyle. Oh, you wasn't. And that's the whole thing about the culture. It's cool when other people do it, but when black women do it, it's frowned upon. And also, when it comes to high fashion, yeah, do rags, the big hoop earrings, the chains, the what else did they take? They took something else, uh, like braids. Praise. All that, all that shit, man. And it's just like, why is it that like, even even we still saying it to this day is like, why wouldn't why wouldn't blacks do something? Why wouldn't we do something? It's like, uh, uh that's nasty. Uh, is it, it get frowned upon? But when when whites do it, oh, it's just oh, it's just it's just experimental fashion. It's experimental. You know what I'm saying. And even like you look at you look at the 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 women that came out today. Even like even black culture and like social media. I know they blew it up, but you remember Teacher Bay, right? Yeah, bro. They try to body shame her so bad, bro. You can't body shame somebody who has natural features. She was she's naturally thick. That's how she was built. And it was just like everything she was wearing. Oh, that's not appropriate for the classroom. What like, is appropriate? How how you going to tell her what she can do with her body? I mean, she can only dress so many ways. Like, she out there wearing business slacks and, like, dresses. What you want to wear? A sheet? You want to <laughs> wear a poncho? <laughs> what you got to wear, like, a, a nun outfit? Right. What you got to put on? But 
And it's, it's stuff like that that just throws me off because I'm just like, what, like, she can wear on business like, okay, if that thing is fat, that's just they, they just mad because they ain't got that body. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. They just mad because they ain't banging like teacher, but they mad because the day was a teacher and don't nobody want to be in their classroom. That's what I'm saying, yo. Like, what, first of all, first of all, where was these teachers at when we was in school? I don't know, bro. We had, let me tell you about us, bro. We had these old 67. <laughs> Dusty ass. <laughs> <laughs> these old. Geriatric. But but they was like see but even though like we had the old ass teachers like them was the teacher like every teacher in our high school had the same line I right. got I had my education it's your education Son, every nah, one of them man. hit that old every one of them hit that line though but like you look at people like when teacher base took so much like criticism and it's just like damn bro like teacher bay traffic bay like. The Joan W. The little uh, traffic Joan W. E. I think she got she do the weather she do like traffic down in like Texas or something. Uh, what was Demetria? Yeah, Demetria. Yeah, you know with a name like Demetria, but but still, it's just like fam. She's just naturally fine. She's naturally thick, and it's just like thicker how, thicker than a fog in the morning, man. And it's like how you can how can you shame that though? How can you sit there and be like, mm, did she come to work dressed like that? What you expect her to wear? It ain't, it ain't my fault she gonna have us tune in some awesome damn this show is an accident on 95 let me take the back route it's raiders man and that's the thing about these news reporters man i don't know what's going on but like growing up you know news reporters they look like older women pretty much and they were like okay this is serious this is the news but nowadays what are these beauty pageant queens these models, they was like, hey, we need ratings. Get the finest girl you know in journalism and put them on the station. And got, hey, I know I don't watch the news as much because I know our news anchors down here in the DMV don't really got that much going on. But at the end of the day, if, we had, if I had somebody like that on the news, I will sit there and watch the news all day long. I'm like, oh, you said it's going to be an accident on way on 295. Oh, let me go ahead and take the back rules. Mm, appreciate it, Demetria. <laughs> appreciate you, y'all. Appreciate your beauty. <laughs> Facts. But nah, man. It's just at the end of the day, man. Like, got as much as much as we changed the culture this year alone by itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that just keep that black love, man. Keep that black love. I mean, that's that's what I'm looking for. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I need a girl part one and two. You know what I'm saying? Because here's, here's another thing about like black love that, and I had to explain this at the job too because they was like, I had to break it down because you always hear these brothers say like, oh, all these all these women out here, all these black women, they ghetto. I'm about to go get me a white girl. Nah. See, let me pause y'all right there. You looking at the love and hip hop type Jones, the social media uh, Jones that be twerking all on the camera. You can have those. You know what black women I'm going after? What's that? The ones that got their lab coat graduating from Howard. <laughs> and it's, and that's the thing I say. Show me a girl you say that's ratchet and nasty and loud and all this stuff. And I'll show you one who is exactly the type of girl you can find. And the type, the type of girls you're looking for and all these other people who are not black. There are some educated, beautiful, strong women out here. Right. But you want to focus on the negative. 
Exactly. Like, how you going to... It's like you tear down the culture. Same thing like how, how, how you see, like, some black females, again, you messing with the you messing with the hood dudes, and that's all you dating, and you blaming, and that's what you blaming everything on, like, oh, oh niggas ain't shit, all oh, these niggas the same. How we all the same if you keep dating the same type of brother? You know what I'm saying? All these... They got brothers out here suit and tie on some... Well, what do you do? My dudes... He can he can break down a whole investment and account to you. Right. You wouldn't know nothing about that though. Yeah, and it's just like oh, okay, and it's just like yeah, this this ain't because when it comes to some of them, it's like when you talk to them about certain things like that, and you can tell what type of girl you're dealing with because mm-hmm. some be like oh okay cool cool, and some be like oh what's that? They ask you questions. Like, cause they want to know, like, right. the ones that you can turn on to game, uh-huh. that's the ones you want to keep. The ones that just yeah. be like, uh, like, you sound boring as hell. They're like, uh, I don't know about that. So. Nah, I'm trying to turn you on to some game, yo. Not, we ain't talking about, we ain't talking about just no, uh. I don't know what he does, but he makes a lot of money. Exactly. That, that type of shit. Like, oh, he make money, so let me fuck with him. Let me fuck with him, though. But, nah, man, just that black culture. Like I said, going into this new decade, going into just moving forward, man. Let's let's keep let's keep this black love, keep this black family, man. Shout out to my boy Yeezy, even though I know you got your own issues, but still that Yeezy line, man. That's that's the line moving forward to the future, man. But we gotta switch over to sports now, man, because we taking over everything. <laughs> and first and foremost, man, we had to welcome back an icon, because when I was growing up, he had. He had brothers watching golf. Swinging for the fences. My man, Tiger Woods. <laughs> Tiger Woods made a comeback. Was it, was it this year? Was it last year? This year. It was this year? My man, Tiger, made a comeback. Man, I remember when Tiger was in his prime in the 2000s. Tiger had everybody watching golf. Out of nowhere. Like, you had dudes out there, shh, 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 the PGA is on. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Man, after this game, man, we about to turn on some golf. Yeah, niggas like, huh? Hey, he, hey, you ain't gonna watch the Lakers game? Nah, 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 nah. Tigers on. Got a whole bunch of black people in the house, not even cheering, just clapping, do the soft claps. And see, what crazy is like, we legit when Tiger, when Tiger, when Tiger is on the on the golf course, you see, you see the white folks get that little soft clap. We we treating golf like we had a high school graduate. Students be like, and Tigers going up for the par. Is it? We're like, yeah, hell yeah, Tiger. Yeah, Tiger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tiger. Yeah. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, my fault. My yeah, fault, y'all. Yeah, my fault. Tiger. Congratulations. Yeah, 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 good luck, bro. Good, good shit, bro. Good shit, bro. That's a nice putt. Everybody at the TV said, so, yeah, I don't even know what a par is. I don't even know what a birdie is. But yeah, good shit. Good shit. <laughs> Albatross. Niggas getting hyped for no reason, bro. But, man, just to see my man, just to see my man Tiger come back, man, see, that's another thing, man. Even if you look at not only Tiger... The emergence of Zion Williamson, bro. Man, his shoe ripped, but his spirit didn't, man. He doing big things. What is he on the Pelicans? Yeah. On the Pelicans. I think he's going to sit out this whole year, though. Yeah, he, he getting injured he left got, and right, man. He got losing weight. Like, he his his, his weight, is he a little too heavy, but yeah. he lose that weight, man. But but you look at Zion Williamson, probably, Zion Williamson and LeBron James, LeBron James Jr., a.k.a. Brownie, you getting two dudes. Two dudes that was in high school. Like, the media following these dudes, like, they are celebrities. Man, uh, Brahmi's second generation. He got a lot of steam coming up with him. 
I'm just like, man, like these dudes is like, these dudes is legit because it's just like, wow, man. It's like, this is what, and it's crazy because this is what high school kids look like nowadays. These high school kids getting, you 14 year old, you 6'9 and 14. You're like, God damn. Bruh, like, I just ran into someone who was like 6'11. He was born in 2002. I was like, sheesh. you like, shit. Dude look like my older brother. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yo, how, like, the voice be about light as ever, but you be like, damn, he like six, seven. How old are you, bro? 13? What the fuck? You like, <laughs> you like, damn. It's crazy, man. How's the weather up there? You know what I'm saying? But, nah, but most definitely, though, man, with people like Brawny and people like, people like Zion Wilson, man, they getting so much coverage. It's crazy, man. Next but, up. But, I definitely, want, I, I, I think LeBron is trying to stay in the lead until long enough to his son comes in the league, I don't think that would be a smart decision. Yeah, he wants to uh, tag team with him. Nah, Father and son, yeah, you got to ice them knees, yeah, Bron. I, I don't think you got enough, enough steam in the tank for that for that much longer, though, bro. I mm. definitely don't think you got that. But even you got my girl Coco Golf in tennis. 15-year-old phenom doing the big things. 15 years old. And she, just kept, she was just killing shit. And I'm just like, wow. And it's just like... Where this shit coming from, bro? Like we coming out the woodworks, man. Like we first, we need that. We need that young black golfer. We already got. We getting. We getting. We take over football and basketball every day, so that ain't no question. But tennis, we got. She can possibly be the next Serena Williams, right? You know, you got my girl Simone Bouse. Like man, she uh, they might as well name gymnastic after her. She didn't took over the game. She won so many awards. She. I think she did some kind of rotation, some kind of move that was never done before and is a specialty. And she's basically the champion of uh, she's the champion of gymnastics. That's what I'm saying, man. So even like in sports, like my man, you see, we see my man Cam Newton. Hey, everybody hated Cam. My man went out there, got went MVP. You got Lamar Jackson. Right. Uh, I think my man uh, Pat Mahomes is another one, but like you see all these young dudes that's coming up in this generation, these young brothers, like they like black quarterbacks get no love, bro. But as yet you seeing Lamar Jackson out there looking like Michael Vick. You see my man Cam Newton. This man about big as a damn freight train. Nobody want to tackle this nigga. This nigga weigh like two sixty <laughs> playing quarterback. Like nobody want to tackle this dude, bro. But at the end of the day, it's just like to see that, and you know. We're going to have to cover these two controversial topics with sports before we move on. How can we all forget about Cap? How can oh, we man. all forget about Kaepernick, man? This The whole kneeling situation just took a turn. Uh, sitting out for a long time, protesting, holding his guns, sticking to his guns, and never giving up until he got a fair shot. And Jay-Z came along and made that deal, and now he's... Tryouts, I think he's doing tryouts. He did a tryout and they still said no. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. He he basically was suing the NFL. He got like a grievance check. They worked him out and they still told this man no. It's it's a crazy world out here, man. Like you 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 can see how much you can see how much like politicians. You can see how much like corrupt this shit is because. Here you got Kaepernick, who's probably better than half of half the league starting quarterbacks, and you and what? So you tell me, all the NFL owners gonna sit there and be like, "Hey, don't sign him, 
Don't sign him or you ain't coming to this year's golf tournament. Don't hey, you? What you think about doing? Signing him? <laughs> Mm-mm. Don't don't you sign him? Don't you sign that boy? That be talk of the country club. I know. Right? Did did you hear what they did? I he, can't believe it. He signed Colin Kaepernick. Well, I never. As soon as he tried to sit down at the table, he over there. Everybody scooting their chairs. Mm, I'm gonna go find my wife. Wait till I tell William. No, I'm going. Mm, that's a goddamn shame. You hiring that boy on your team. But that's crazy, man. Like we even like even even when people start burning their Nikes, if you notice though, people was burning the little the, the little Walmart Target, the little ge- geriatric yeah, looking ones, the generic jumps. Because when uh, when when Nike basically gave Cap to just to just do a commercial, and they made wanted to make him the face of that brand, you saw so many people like, oh no. I don't support this. I'm going to burn my Nikes. Nobody went, Nobody was burning their Vapor Max. Nobody was burning the real Nikes, the one that matters. Nobody was burning their Air Max. Nah. Oh, no. Everybody's burning the little suburban nah. dad Jones that you get for like $40 type shit. What is this new trend with the dad shoes? Everybody's burning the ones that look like those. Man, this dad shoe wave, man. That shit is ridiculous. Bro. I couldn't hop on it, man. I definitely couldn't get on it. But Nah, but for my man Cap, man, keep your head up, man. You gonna be you even if it's not the NFL, you definitely gonna be in the league. You gonna be even Canadian football. Hell, the XFL about to start. If you want to yeah. take a shot, bro. Shout out to Vince, man. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like how I just don't like how Donald Trump tried to shut that man down. Talking about some, he's disrespecting the flag. Negro, the flag ain't got nothing to do with this shit. But I I just don't like how he tried to like try to spin that shit around. And be like, oh. Oh, he's disrespecting the military and the flag. That wasn't even like the concept of the kneel, bro. But, you know, always white folks trying to spin shit out of control, but trying to spin shit out of proportion. Facts. But we're going to go ahead last but not least for, for black sports. And I know she's been having a hell of a year in, in just ESPN, just in general. And my girl, Jamil Hill. Right. Like, she called it like she see it. And this is a topic that I wanted to touch on because it's, I feel like this is an important subject. So, um, back in October, Jamil Hill, she works for the Atlantic now. It's like a magazine, and she wrote and a people and a lot of some people got some people mixed about it. Some people said she was crazy for saying it. Some people supported, but Jamil Hill said it's time for black athletes. So you talking about like black high school guys, uh, black uh, black athletes that's in high school that's about to go on to college. She said black athletes need to stop going to white colleges and go to HBCUs. And I said to myself, you know, me being a sports fan. Now, if this was, if this was 18 year old me, I would have been like, huh? So you telling me you want me to go to Bowie State when I can go shine at Duke? I can go <laughs> shine at North Carolina. You want me to go to Bowie State? You you want me to go to Grambling University? Where a, a team not even going to be put on TV. But then I thought to myself when I reread that jump, I said, you know what? What if you got the top five, the top five high school recruits go to Howard University? Yeah, you can make the school prestigious. And I always hear this crazy theory. I always hear this crazy thing like, oh, HBCUs don't got no funds. HBCU. Um, like so, even somebody said in the article, they said, why? Like. Why eat McDonald's when I can go eat filet mignon? But you gotta think about it. when you go to these when you go to these when you a top high school athlete, and most of the time they black anyway. But when you go to a school like Duke, 
Bruh, you're only there to play basketball. They don't give a fuck about your personal day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you so you gonna win the game for us tonight, right? Right. And it's just like you put it like this though, man. Say you say my man Aaron is the number one um you know, number one high school recruit. I'm like number two, number three, four, whatever you wanna call it. Say if say if uh, if Aaron the first one to just be like, you know what? I'm going to Howard. That's gonna turn heads. You the number one dude in the nation, and it's just out the blue. Everybody think, oh, he's gonna sign with Duke. Cause you know, Duke get everybody. <laughs> you know, Duke get everybody in, when it comes to college basketball. But he'd be like, you know what? I'm going to Howard. Everybody like, huh? Wait. What do you say? You wanna be a bison? You wanna say what? And then like, here I go turn around. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to Howard. Everybody like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, what? Are we missing something? What? Why are they signing with Howard? Right. And then just imagine, imagine not only not only you got Howard, but you go to the NCAA tournament and you knock off a team like Duke. Yeah. You knock off a team like uh, Kentucky, all these these top teams. You knock off these teams and then people are like, where the hell does Howard team come from? Yeah, they're gonna see you as they're gonna see you as a problem. Exactly. And all it takes is all it takes is for that one high school class. To turn that shit around, so we could use LeBron James, son, right? He right. all the all the publicity, all the the media he gets right now, because again, people said that people said that oh, if you go to a, a HBCU school, that that you're not gonna be seen. You look at somebody like LeBron James, son, and he say right now, "Hey, Dad, I'm going to Howard University." You don't think the camera's not going to come with them? Yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of these athletes have to realize they are the prize. They are the ones who. These magazines and these coverings are going to come for exactly not the school. It's the people who are playing for the school. So what happens is these people, these heads, these figures try to talk into going to mm-hmm. this school or that school instead of the school that they really want to go to. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the Gold State Warriors, how a lot of people wasn't checking for Gold State until you got a lot of people on the team. Pretty much. You know, and now everyone's a bandwagon Golden State Warriors fan. And Facts. It's, it's like that. The players make the teams. Exactly. So it's just like, and just like what my man said with the Golden State thing, the one of the biggest persons you can use an example is LeBron James. Everywhere LeBron James go, the media goes with him. Mm-hmm. When, he went to L- when he went to Miami, the media went with him. He go back to L.A. The media went with him. Mm-hmm. So just like imagine if, us, uh, if like we get a Zion Williamson or a Bron- like you got LeBron James son. Imagine if they go to a Howard University. You don't think the media is going to come with him? That's what I'm saying. Like me personally, and it's why like you look at people like Dr. Dre when he when he donated like 35 mil to to the University of Southern California. They don't need your money. Like you and or you and uh, what's what's the what's the what Jimmy Iovine? They both yeah. get like thirty five a piece. You can you can put that to a school. You could go put that to a school like Howard, and um, just imagine like, and you just imagine, bro. Like imagine me and you supposed to be high school recruits. We go to Howard, dominate shit. Then like then the class underneath us gonna start thinking like, you know what? Yeah, I might sign with them. Should they they starting something over there? And it's like everybody keeps saying, like, well, HBCU schools don't got TV deals and shit like that. If you build a powerhouse, then the TV deals will come. ESPN not going to put them on there because, yeah, they're trash. But, again, if you over here winning national championships, 
knocking off these big teams, of course ESPN gonna become knocking at your door like, hey, we want to put y'all on TV. Y'all, y'all legit. Right, cause it's all about setting an example. That's what I'm saying. So I get what she was saying. Like a lot of people was like, oh, why would she say that? What you asking people to sacrifice going to a big school for a HBCU? I'm like, what? Just think about it though. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what a, a, a college like Duke's homecoming is like. Right. But me and you both know Howard University homecoming prestigious every Le- year. Legendary. Every year. Like even like a Bowie State homecoming. Right. Like we know what these HBCU schools homecomings look like, but we don't know what these big dupes, they probably oh hey, you know, hey, how are you? How are you? But nah, but I'm just saying though, man, I agree with what you saying. Me personally, like let's let's go ahead and break the cycle, man. Like let's let's turn these HBCUs into powerhouses, man, because people don't know. Like some of y'all favorite athletes, Jerry Rice, HBCU. Greatest player of all. And that's another thing. They be fearing that like cause they go to these schools, they're not gonna make it to the league. Your talent carries you, bro. Exactly. If you balling out, your talent gonna carry you. But I don't know, man. I'm just I'm. I say it like let's. All right, you know what I mean these these big these big universities they already getting donors. They already getting twenty five mil easy from notable alums. Why don't you go to one of these these smaller schools and and raise their profile up? That's all I'm saying. Agreed. But I think that's enough for that that that, that sports talk because who I was about to get I was about to get head deep in, into it. You know, <laughs> I'm like I'm like the I'm like the the unknown version of Stephen A. Smith over here. But you know, but uh, we gonna go ahead and switch to who this is a lot right here, bro. This, the entertainment. Well, man. man, I'm gonna let you start off with entertainment, bro. Because man, we've been killing it in this decade of entertainment. I'm gonna let you start off with this one. All right, so, like, the biggest thing this year we had so far was Tyler Perry getting his own studio. Ooh. We actually covered that in an earlier episode. Yes, and indeed. that's just magic because, again, that shows you anything is possible. Mm-hmm. We got Meghan Markle that we talked about earlier yeah. becoming princess, uh, royalty, and now we have a studio to where we can make our dreams happen. Facts. And we can make our say so without other heads, white figures in suits trying to tell us how we should do black business and black entertainment. Facts. So we got that. We got OWN, which is Oprah Winfrey Network. And the Oprah. it's just so much power that we're building mm-hmm. that I haven't seen since the 90s that we can really do this. Black entertainment, black Hollywood. You got a lot of stars and shows and entertainment, movies, cinema, making it happen. Shout out to uh, Lena Waithe also. Facts, yo. Like, she another one, man. The Queen is slim. She won a Grammy for, I think she did an episode of uh, The Shy or uh, Showtime. Was it Emmy? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it was. Like, her, uh, you got my man Jordan Peele, bro. Jordan Peele is killing it, bro. Won an Oscar. Get out, us. Like, man, dude, like, even Spike Lee, like, when I seen Spike get his first award, man, I think it was, I think it was a, was it a, Oscar. it was an Oscar? Yeah. Yo, Spike Lee has been around for damn near 30, 40 years. What was it, uh, Do the Right Thing that got nominated? 
the TV show? The the actual movie. Because uh, he had another movie that was in a running, and then somebody the uh, movie Driving Miss Daisy beat it. Oh, you see, yeah, yeah, I see. I didn't keep up with that part, bro. Yeah, Let's, that was like '90s years ago. See, but you just look at this man track record, bro. Like, do the right thing, school days, bro. Malcolm X by itself with Denzel Washington. You tell me this dude ain't never won an award, bro. And movies that really uh establish future black powerful uh actors and actresses. Facts, yo, like Denzel. Samuel Jackson. Martin went on to make his own show after that. Tisha Campbell was in it. That's what I'm saying, yo. It's like, and you tell me it take this man damn near 30 years to get his first award, bro? That shows you uh, trust the process. If you really love someone, you're going stick, to stick with it. But at the end of the day, man, you still seeing, you still seeing Spike Lee putting out movies. Like, he never strayed away from it. Right. Like, Dude was still in it, man. That's why I said we got to love a legend like Spike Lee, man. Love for the craft. And you say, like, you know, like my man's already covered, the Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry. You got my man Jay-Z, billionaire status. Right, finally. That was coming. You got Rihanna up here. LVMH just uh, signed her company, Fancy. Mm-hmm. She getting that big bag. I think it was around the 600 to $700 million ballpark. She up next on the uh billion dollar list, which is so funny because uh her, Jay Z, Kanye, run this town, billionaire family, and Jay Z prophesied it in uh one of his songs. Man, man, I like I said, man, I know I know a lot of people. You know, I know the the level of like heroes. I know heroes changed over the years. You know, but this generation alone by itself, you know, people had heroes. People had different heroes growing up. I know like somebody probably like Bill Cosby before the situation went down. He was probably a lot of people heroes um, back in the day. Of course, you had like the Malcolm X and Martin Luther Kings. They were people heroes. You know, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Like. I know Jay Z may not be uh, one of my he's 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 not being my top favorite rapper of all time, but he's definitely somebody I look up to. You know what I mean? For this new generation, Jay Z is definitely somebody you want to look up to. Like Ice Cube is, as well. Ice Cube is somebody you want to look up to. Right. You know what I mean? Like these dudes. These I know a lot of people probably like. Well, these dudes used to be former gang members and stuff like that. People change. You know, everybody got a past, but people change. And this is an example of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, how like how can you not be inspired by somebody like Jay-Z? Like, this man Jay-Z makes power moves, executive moves. You know, they put him in charge of uh, creative, a uh, creative director for um, the Puma basketball line. You saw Puma come back this year for basketball. You got Jay-Z in there. Like... Like, this dude alone by himself, this dude is a is he is what people need to look up to. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just that's all I'm saying about the man. Like, you know, been been around Jay, been listening to Jay Z for years, man, and he's always had that business savvy kind of mindset though. Right, and you listen to all his albums, it's just like a track list to from nothing to something. That man, man, look, he... I honestly, he all and, and at least in one, at least in one of his songs, any song you listen to, 
he's giving you some kind of game. Like, you know, he's definitely telling like, yo, stack your money up. You know, get this, get that. You know, go after this, go after that. Like, you know, working hard, like, this not going to happen overnight. Like, just keep at it. Like, Jay-Z is one of them dudes that's, I, like, me personally, like, this this dude, man, it's, it's no words for, like, just what this dude has accomplished over the years, man. Right. And you can uh, really uh, look at how the trend of music has changed. Yeah. How we went from the bling bling era to like the be your own boss era. Facts. And people like Jay-Z really kicked that off. Now you got a whole bunch of rappers rapping about owning your business, LLCs, and so on and so forth. So Jay-Z's definitely a pioneer when it comes to, you know, making moves in business. You know what I mean? So... And even I'm glad you mentioned that because it's like, shout out to people like Drake, you know what I mean? Shout out to J. Cole, Meek Mills, even though, like, Meek Mills got his whole label signed under Rock Nation, you know, but you got three dudes like that by itself, you know, them three dudes, they've been in rap, they've been in rap for almost 10 years plus, you know, it's time to move, it's time to move on from the spotlight to behind the scenes, it's time to move on to be like, like, you, know, you ain't got to worry about these big labels. Like, yo, just, you got your own label. You your own boss. You got your own, you got your own odds to focus on. So, I like this generation of, of, of music, too, as well. Because just, like, because of how powerful social media is, like, it's giving a lot of these young dudes, like, the, I don't need, I don't, I don't need no, no big label to fund me, bro. Just, I'm going to slap this right on Apple and Spotify. Right. And I'm just going to get, I'm going to get this money out here, so... I love to see young black dudes, young up and coming artists too, out here just getting that money, man. Shout out to them brothers, though. Real talk. And it's just uh so powerful to see that not only that uh that how the internet has changed so far, uh, and just looking at how things used to be, because I know coming up. A lot of guys wanted to be on record labels. They would try to ship their tapes out and try to see who they could get in contact with. Now, you don't need a label. You can do it all yourself. You know, labels need us Facts. at this point. And just the fact that uh, technology turned that whole situation around is just how powerful to see how far we came. You know, you got people like Normani doing the big thing. Uh came from fifth harmony you know you got Lil Nas X who a year ago was just you know memeing I remember when he started out he was just meme account but now he 19 weeks the number one song uh the number one song for 19 weeks and he just took over the billboard charts and that's a testament to what social media can take you and what you can really do out here the possibilities are endless as much as I hate that song, I gotta give little homie some love, man. Right. He he was killing it on the billboards. I me personally, I don't like old old town road. That song got annoying as hell, but yeah, I I definitely couldn't rock with it. But and even if you look at like but even like even with like like my man says, like you got artists that's breaking out, you got Lil Nas X taking over the charts, you got streaming service like B E T you know, BT was popular as hell when we was growing up, like 106 and Park and, uh, you know what I mean, all that. Rap now, City and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Rap City, The Basement, right. all that nonsense, man. But now you got BT, they putting shows like Martin on there. Mm-hmm. They got shows like 
uh, House of Pain on that joint. That's my show. Like, I was really thinking about just getting my free trial just so I can watch House of Pain. But, you know, to bring back that black quality, I don't know what else they got on there. I'm, I'm probably going to probably download it and just check it out, get my free trial before. But just to check that joint out and see what's what. And even like most of us, you know, like both of us, you know, we wrestling, we both are wrestling fans too. You know, I, you know, I was watching some old school wrestling yesterday, but, you know, they don't put too many black champions. Right. There's only been a handful of black champions, though. Right. But you got somebody like Kofi Kingston. They gave him the belt. You know what I mean? Black dude, black dude at the top of the company, man. You got to shout out to that dude, man. You know, you got movies. Uh, well, I think I already said us as well, but mm-hmm. when they see us, you know what I mean? That Powerful. Show, that show on Netflix, man. Like, Powerful. That joint was crazy. Powerful. You got movies like Black Panther, which actually united black people. And you had black people dressing in African garments and dressing like Wakanda. I I got a, a mask, but that was before the whole thing came out. It just shows the unification of black people that when you have a positive representation of yourself on the screen, how we could come together. And... When you have that, why not keep the ball rolling? That's what I'm saying, though. It's just like, for Marvel to do that, you know what I'm saying? And for us to all come together, you got cats like like uh, Chadwick Bosman, Michael B. Jordan. You had Angela Bassett in that joke. You had Lapita. She was in that joke. And it was just like, dog. Like, here you got a movie, a, a Marvel movie, a superhero movie. All black people in that joke. And that joint set numbers. That joint did records. I mean, that joint did numbers. It broke records. Like, everybody seen Black Panther. And it was just like, that just shows what we can do, man. That just shows us, like, yeah, man, you know, you got a, you got all black cast and everybody thinking, oh, it ain't going to sell. It ain't going to. Yeah, they said it couldn't be done, but we did the damn thing. Shit, man. That's what I said, man. We we everywhere, man. We took over that joint. You can't doubt black excellence. Man. This a this is a quick honorary shout out. Um, I I was following this I followed this 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 Twitter account. Um, followed to listen to these dudes on the uh, the podcast as well. Um, but shout out to my boys at HBCU Game Day. So basically, that goes back to the whole HBCU thing when I was like uh, athletes and sports. Like, here are two guys, and I think one of them actually is from the DMV area. But here are two guys. That go out there, went out their way to give a streaming outlet, to give you some type of streaming source of HBCU games that they don't even show on TV. Like these dudes, these dudes breaking it down for you, they like us. They they like the news, they like the media, what goes on, homecomings, you know what I mean? Just best schools, best fraternities, all that, man. So shout out to them dudes right there, man. But even though, like I said, you got shows like Blackish again, like we dressed earlier. You got my man Kendrick Lamar. Like Kendrick Lamar supposed to be like the new rapper. He's supposed to be like the the new rapper of this generation. Like he's supposed to be like the Tupac of this generation. He won the uh, what's, what's Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah, like I said, the Nobel Peace Prize. Right. And it's just like all that for this album. Damn. I mean, I think he should have got that for like Good Kid, Mad City, or the Pimp a Butterfly, but. I ain't going to knock my man, though. I'm definitely not going to, like, take away his credit. But, you know what I mean? You got to shout out to my dude, man. <laughs> and also, you got to shout out to these black beauty pageants 
These black beauty pageants, man. These women have been doing the damn thing, man. Miss Universe. Okay, so the latest one we had was Zobini Tunzi, Miss Universe. I actually seen when she won. And that was a great thing to watch because she basically sealed the final four. So the first time in history, we've had four black women take over as beauty queens in different pageants. So we have Kaylee Garris, who's Miss Teen USA. We have Naya Franklin, who's Miss America. We have Chelsea Chris, who is Miss USA. And And of course, we have... Zozabini, who just won Miss Universe. So those are all the ladies, all gorgeous women, all doing great things and powerful things and continuing continuing to influence the public in a bright light. And one thing I want to say about Miss Universe that I liked what she said was in her final speech, she said she wanted to represent herself. So when she has little girls look at her, they can look at her and see a girl that looks just like her and know that it's possible for them too. And I really I really like when she said that because of course anything is possible. That's powerful right there, man. Powerful man. words. So that only like I said, that shows right there, like all like all my all my next generation of, of ladies, females, like, you know, you don't need like I said, you that's natural beauty right there, man. And like we taking over pageants. Like if you if that's something you want to do, best believe, go for it, strive for it. You know what I mean? And it's never gonna be. You know, don't ever let somebody tell you, "Oh, you're not gonna win it," because you know they don't they, like they don't like black women shit like that. No, 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 no. Like always accomplish it, man. Trust and believe, man. Like black women is God's greatest creations out here, man, for real. But I know before, like I said, while we while we was going down the the all the all the great black accomplishment we did for the whole decade between 2010 to 2019 man we lost a lot of people yeah we lost a lot of great people this in this decade man and it's just like first of all number one of course was my man you know brother nipsey hustle man we lost yeah him. man got shot in front of his own store which own, which own. was a very surreal situation because usually when you hear people get shot they end up okay they yeah. just sit in ICU, you know, they heal, they get themselves together, and they bounce back. But it was a surreal moment following social media because he got shot, and everybody's like, oh, pull together. And then you hear that he died, and it was just like, huh? Damn, yo. You know right. What I'm and it's like, here's a dude that like myself, man. I've been, I've been, I've been following dudes since like the marathon. I know. Bullets ain't got no name. Volume one. Like, I think I, I start following him. Uh, Crenshaw, the Crenshaw tapes. Mm-hmm, like, so I like I said, I've been rocking with dude for a brick. Man. Right. It's just like I know a lot of people probably like, oh man, people start hopping on him when he died. Nah, I used to get his mixtapes anytime on that piff when them Jones used to drop. Right. I used to get I used to get all all his mixtapes just to listen to them Jones, man. But you know, you got shout out to his. His beautiful lady, Lauren, Lauren London, holding him down. You know what I'm saying? Got she just dropped the Puma. She just dropped the Puma commercial. Man, Nipsey was affiliated with Puma as well, mm-hmm. but she doing her thing as well over there, man. But yeah, we lost a good dude in Nipsey, man. Family, man. You know, uh, man. You, doing big things for his community. 
All that stuff, man. You know, he even put his grandmother in his music video. He always was taking care of looking out for grandmoms. Because if you ever listen to a lot of his songs, his grandmother raised him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's a that's a big one right there. Of course, we got my man Pops, John Witherspoon. Uh-huh. We lost Pops, man. We lost Uncle Phil, my man James Avery. Man, that ain't never going to man. You can't even watch Fresh Prince the same no more. Right. Man. They talk about, they try and do a remake. I was like, I don't know about that, man. Nah, Once man. you lose somebody. That's it. Yeah. That's all it's it for me, man. And of course, we lost, man, hometown hero this, in this decade, man. My man, the godfather, Gogo, my man, Chuck Brown. I play Chuck Brown to job religiously, man. I be having everybody in there, but cause we lost we lost a, a staple of the DC area right. with my man Marion Barry. <laughs> Marion Barry. Here's the thing about Marion Barry, man. Controversial. The, the bitch set me up. <laughs> <laughs> like we were like little kids when this whole situation went down, man. But that's the thing about DC. You grow up around these figures and you just don't forget what happened and when he died he actually got um the limousines i don't know what's called i think it's a procession when they have limos drive all through the city the same thing they did for nipsey hustle mm-hmm. they did for marion berry in the city and i thought that was really cool but it's crazy how like as much controversy that marion berry got like dude was dude he's a popular figure in dc because he always gonna he was that he was that go, that that mayor that was just like created so many opportunities, jobs. Mayor for life, man. That's what I'm saying, man. We ain't never gonna forget Mary Barry. Yeah, you know, the, the men set him up. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did, man. But we never gonna forget Mary Barry, man. And of course, we lost an icon, man. Like I don't care what nobody say. This man, this I uh, sorry, Tree, but this was the original Mister Steal Your Girl, man. Facts, bro. Like. We lost Prince this year, man. <laughs> nah, we lost Prince at uh, 16. Yeah, man. In this decade, it's crazy. We lost Prince in this... this wow. I, I'm... The only guy I know, high heels, earrings... Ass cheeks out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, blouse, purple Larry wear that can take your girl. Prince had the finest women, man. It's crazy because Prince, like, Prince... You know, I always say this about, you know, because everybody in that 80s era is always like, who was better between Prince and Michael Jackson? It's crazy because my only thing about Prince is like, Prince is the only dude, because, you know, like, Michael just had that naturally high voice. Like, Prince right. legit had a singing and a talking voice. Like, Prince go out there, y'all windows cry. Then you go out there, hey, girl, how you doing? My name Which is Prince. Which was funny because <laughs> Prince wasn't even a big guy. He was like, what, 5'3", five, 5'2"? Five, three, five, 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 three, five, something like that. Nah, he was tiny. He was like five two. Oh, which dude. was even crazier because it's like you have him, and then you have people who were like bigger, who had lighter voices. But when you hear Prince talk, look, man, I ain't gonna tell you too much. It's like, where is this bass coming from? Excuse me, Miss Medusa. You know what? I see that fine girl over there. I want, I want her to purify pick up, yourself. Pick up this guitar, and I'm gonna play while you sing. Don't be shy, girl. <laughs> that's legit like Prince the whole voice and I can see why like so many of our like our parents and all that so as soon as he started talking it's just like woo Prince, right. Prince talking and it's right. just like I, I can imagine being back in those days Prince had your grandma tingling man yeah, you know what I'm saying like I can only be imagine back in those days and just be like 
Hey girl, I'm sorry, but you gotta go home with Prince tonight. I can't compete with you. Right. It's it's like the real Mr. Stereo Girl in the eighties, you had no chance. That's what I'm saying. Like, hey, excuse me, girl, my name is Prince. I'm like, look, you'd be like, dang, your girlfriend left you? Who took her, Prince? All right, well, go ahead, man. Hey, hey, hey. hey. We ain't even gonna argue with you. She that. took mine last Tuesday, man. Yeah, man. So we ain't gonna worry about that, man. Of course, man, we lost the queen of soul. Aretha Franklin. It's Aretha Franklin, R E S D C T. Jesus, man, we lost Aretha. We lost Whitney Houston in this decade, right? Well. Which was big. Ah, man, BB King. Yeah, they say like Bushwick Bill. I'm not. I know a lot of people are like, who's Bushwick Bill? Like that. That's before y'all time. If you got to ask, that's before your time, man. If y'all know who the who the ghetto boys are, Scarface, Willie D, Bushwick Bill, man. Like we lost a legend, bro, but. We lost, man. When you say this dude is a legend, I can't even explain to you, bro. When we lost John Singleton. Black history, man. <sighs> black media, black film, black cinema. It's like, bro, I can't even explain, like, how much, like, John legend. Not, I said John, but John Singleton is a legend, <laughs> man. It's like. Both black. Because <laughs> it's just like, you got to think about it, bro. Like, Boys in the Hood is a staple. That's mm-hmm. a classic, bro. Like. He did higher learning, which was basically about like uh, races at a university. Baby boy, you know, baby, did baby boy. He did uh, uh, too fast, too furious. He did right. that. Then he did snowfall, like that show. That t- show on TV till this day, and it's like snowfall is a powerful show, yo. Like he definitely made his mark. That's what I'm saying. Like John Singleton, man, is like yo. That dude will forever be missed, bro. Like. I don't care what nobody say. For you real. My man, Michael Clark Duncan. My man, Big Dunk. You know, from the Green Mile. Just, like, everything. Uh, Lee Thompson Young. My man, Muhammad Ali. Uh, Nate Dog. Diane Carroll. Yeah, Diane Carroll, man. That's 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 before any of our times, for real, for right, real, man. Yeah. That's, that's like acting of the 70s, you know what I'm saying? My man Sherman Hemsley, a.k.a. Mr. George Jefferson. Moving on up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, you just look back at this this decade alone. By we lost saying. a lot of people. A lot of people we ain't even named, man. That just shows how much black excellence we lost. Like, the out of all the good, the bad, and even, like, the sad moments, like, you still seeing us rise up. You see us, like, rise up to the occasion. You see us continue to dominate. And, like, moving forward... Move forward, and, and you know, I know we're about to move to the, the 2020s now, yeah. But just moving forward, like, yo, let's keep let's keep this black excellence. Like, I know I'm getting old, so my time I'm not saying my time is up, but you know, I still gotta kind of slide over and kind of make room for the new wave for the new generation. I still gotta move over for them, like, because again, like, I can't speak for my man, I can't speak for my man, Aaron, I can only speak for myself, but. I had my time in the spotlight, you know, the late, the, the 2009, 2010, I had my time in the spotlight. Now for me, it's more just like business mogul in the background, just making power moves every day. That's more my speed. Now I, I didn't did the YouTube spotlight scene, you know what I mean? Back when me and him was killing it, but right now it's, it's, it's time for a new generation to, 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 to come up. But hey, I'm still doing my thing. All this black excellence over here, man. Simple and as that. I, and I think you get to a point 
to where every man who's ever done something great gets to a point where it's like, all right, you got to find a protege. You got to find somebody you can build up and put in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. They kind of be like, all right, this is the guy I build up. Now you take the baton and you run with it. Facts. And that's really what it's all about. As soon as you get some knowledge, you find people you can drop knowledge on and you pass it. Each one to each one. You give them what you learned and you keep the ball rolling, keep the game going and make sure nobody's out here left in the cold as far as knowledge goes. The one thing I do hate, though, more than anything is, you know, I know with these new generations of, of, of youngsters that they they don't want. They they don't want they don't want the the OGs no more. They don't want like the older crowd no more. They like look step aside old time and we got this. Whereas like for us, you know we wanted that that guidance. We wanted that, you know we wanted to, if somebody had if they were like look this is a hustle like do this do it like that right and you can be you know you be on your way because somebody showed me how to do that and it took it took it took another brother. A black manager when I was working at a retail store to show me how to do how to do stock shit, you know what I'm saying? I just do sat down and like broke it down for me, like because most dudes, most people nowadays, for real, they not gonna they not gonna show you their outlet of money. They gonna be like, what man? I'm not gonna tell you my hustle, and you gonna do it better than me. A lot of people not gonna do that now, but to see for like to see to, to teach to teach other young brothers. Even teach sisters as well. Even learning from learning from the younger generation, learning from um, learning from females as well. Just like fam, like I'm always learning, man. Cause that's the thing about it. It's it's all about ego, and hopefully, you know, when you get to a point to where you mature, you learn. It's not about ego. It's about putting yourself in the bigger picture. It's not about oh, I'm not about to tell him my source of money so he can take money off my table. It's about I'm going to tell this man a source of money so I can help him put food on his table and take care of his family. Because in the end of the day, it's not about you. Uh, the world doesn't revolve around you as a person. It revolves around everyone. So every single person, you got to help each other. You got to put each other on the back and carry. However you can, whatever knowledge you got, however way you can do it. That's what it's all about. Simple as that, man. I know we about to go ahead and bring this episode to a close, but these my last few remarks is just basically like, yo, black community, let's rise up. Let's continue to let's continue to dominate through this year. You know, twenty 2020 twenty to twenty the twenty twenty decade. Let's go ahead and, and keep doing our thing. Like support black businesses. Yeah. I know I know black businesses are Sometimes their customer service might be a little yeah. bit crazy, but again, you guys like they can't, they can't, you know, grow. They can't fix things if they don't have y'all support. Like mm. they want to fix their customer service, but it's just like, you know, everybody, everybody who's starting a business all starts off rough. Yeah, you know, everybody yeah. has a, everybody has like, a, okay, this is what we need to work on a little bit more than this. All right, give us some time to grow. Like keep supporting us. Mm. You know, it's all these. You know, I, I respect all these young designers, these young uh, clothing outline, clothing outlets. I, I respect these 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 businesses. Like, you know, I got a wing shop that's over there where I live at. You know, they might be a little bit slow sometimes, but still got to support them at the end of the day. But, nah, just going into it, moving forward, support black businesses, black artists, um, just black talent. 
anything you could think about, man. That's just that's just my final words come from me, man. Black excellence around here. And a uh, uh, thing to follow up. Uh, these are my final words, and from a business perspective, uh, being in VC and angel investing and all that stuff. A uh, good idea. We have a lot of uh, incubators in the DMV, but those are primarily white owned. So a good idea was to have some people look like you have some uh, people get more into venture capitalism and investing. Uh, I know Chameleonaire, who recently was front front and center at a uh, Golden State Warriors Golden game. State Warriors games, and I remember he got clowned because. People were like, how is he sitting in front row? He haven't had a song out in how many years? But people don't know that he was a entrepreneur in residence at a venture capital firm. And he's had his hand in movies, uh, not movies, but business deals. And he's been doing a thing over there. Him and E-40 set up a $100,000 fund to fund the business. And once you're in the industry uh, that I'm in, you basically know a lot of deals going on and a lot of deals aren't exposed to minority owners. So the whole factor about that is we need more minority owners and to help create businesses like Jay-Z started a venture con uh venture fund. Uh backstage capital Arlene Harrison, uh I think that's her Hamilton is her last name. Uh minorities and women who want to start business. So that's one thing I want to see start popping up because support black business, a lot really don't know how to run a business. I would say that first and foremost, but the thing about incubators is they help you learn how to run a business and what an incubator for those who don't know what it means. An incubator is someone who basically shows you how to do it. It sounds like exactly what it is, how you raise a baby up from the infancy stage to how they are in a kid and teenager age. That's exactly what it is with business. So we need a lot of those, uh, black business, support black business, help them. If you have any suggestions towards how to run it, black business owners, please drop your ego and learn from your customers because you might want to say that, Oh, I don't have a boss. I work for myself, but in business, your customers are your boss. So it's important to listen to them. And that's all I got to say about that. That's a powerful message, man. That's coming from a dude that's in this business game, man. Like, you see us two brothers that's in the podcasting game, man. We coming up from the ground up. We know it's not going to be an easy road coming up. But at the end of the day, we still going to stick with it. We, we on the air every day. You know what I mean? Like, we know we got things to work on. We know, you know, as we get better, we got things to fix. We got things to adjust. But that's part of the game. But... You know, that's that's all I got for it. That's all I got for me, man. It's yours truly, Mr. Funkadelic Jones, signing out. And it's Aaron Fonacetti. And come 2020, I think I might start dressing like the great Gatsby, wearing monocles and top hats and all that stuff. Hey, man, we out here with the Zimbabwe outfits on. Oh, wow, wow. Peace. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>